You'll know when you have a wild woman. She'll practice her craft without boundaries. She is truly autonomous. Her loyalty is only to the family she serves, a midwife who will not allow herself to be held back by a system she didn't create. This podcast is for the birth keepers who want to grow and change. We're open to learning through self-reflection and supportive community. We are creating this space to explore without judgment. We are remembering we were born wild. Hey everybody, welcome back to Born Wild Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma, Sophia, and Leah. And today we have a new host joining the party. Um, my student and friend and fellow woman midwife, uh, Nina Basker, is joining us today, and she will hopefully be doing that from here on out. Um, yeah, so Nina, you want to introduce yourself, and you can tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, hi. Um, well, that was a nice introduction. <laughs> I am Nina, and I also... I live in Fairfax, pretty close to Leah, and I have been a student for a really long time, (laughs) what feels like a really long time. It's been a meandering journey, which I'm fine with, but um, hopefully coming towards the end of it sometime in the next year or two, so we'll see what happens with that, but um, I have two kiddos, a two-year-old and an eight-year-old, and um yeah I live in town with my family and we live with my parents so we have a nice little family unit going on here and it's my dream yeah it's great that's That's what we're trying to do it's lovely we're really lucky um and yeah I I took a couple year I took a year off after my daughter was born my two-year-old uh and then I had a bunch of medical stuff happen and that year turned into two and now I'm diving back in mm. so I've just started doing some some births together again and I'm excited to mm. be here you had your um have a baby class which is part of midwifery school. yes I had my had had a baby yeah it was yeah. usually a course extremely long labor again mm-hmm. <laughs> just like your first one what school do you go to and am I I'm sure I've heard these stories, but just for the listeners and to remind everyone, how did you get into midwifery? Um, yeah, well, I had uh, I've I've had a couple people in my life that have kind of influenced my direction. And when I lived in um, Oakland, I lived with a dear friend of mine, Annie, who's a doula, and that was kind of the beginning of uh, my journey. That was in 2008. Um, just getting interested, starting starting to read read books, access information, and then. Um, I had my son in 2012 and had like a very, very long padromal days and days labor and just kind of sparked my interest, like, you know, in, in birth and what kind of in what I could have done, what I could do, how things can become easier, how, you know, how people can be best supported in labor and um, kind of dove in after that. My son was about a year and a half when I started um doing births I was working with uh Joan Green who's another local midwife here and um did births with her for four years and then started to work with Leah after that so 
Yeah. I don't know. It was four years. Yeah. I had a year that I was working with her before I started, like, uh, t- technically officially started at NMI, just doing like observer. So I was, I was also doing doula work during that time and, and then enrolled in NMI, I think in 2013, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What year is it? I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> so long, so long ago, it feels so like. All doing NMI or did NMI. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Did you do Elizabeth Davis's Heart and Hands in yeah. person? Yeah, I did it. I did it in person. That was yeah, that was the beginning. So I was doing that while I kind of started with John and um, did that course. That was <laughs> the beginning. I think Carmen needs an introduction as well. <laughs> Just ignore my dog. You can't see that. If you hear the tap dancing on the floor, oh, yes. it's, it's the puppy's cycle. <laughs> Cool. Well, maybe let's do a little check-in. Emma, how has your life been? Yeah, you. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) She's too tired to think. What has my life been? It's been good. I don't even remember what I've been doing since the last time I talked to you guys. Um, Yeah, just, I don't even know. Yeah, births. Births, yeah. Well, my check in involves you, so maybe. Okay, yeah. Thanks for. Yeah, you go first. (laughs) You know what you're talking about. I always know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did, we were going to do the podcast. um, Was it last week? Okay, I don't know what day it is. The last time we were going to do the podcast, it just didn't unfold, like our schedules. It didn't work. Oh, yeah. And so Emma and I were like, oh, we weren't going to have time for skills because it's going to be a shorter day, but now all of a sudden we have all the time for skills. And so I was like, what do you want to do, Emma? And so I had, a, um, there was a midwife locally that has officially retired and she was getting rid of all her stuff. And so I bought some stuff and she gave me a bunch of, you know, expired items. And so I just dug through all the expired stuff and I was like, just put them all in me. <laughs> What do we have in here? We've got some IV stuff. So and she this is where Sophia and I differ. <laughs> so she did an IV Modern on me. <laughs> she put a urinary mm-hmm. catheter in me. And then we had a friend come over and she was in the middle of doing it. So I said, yeah, you can do it too. I'm just laying here. <laughs> so she did it. And then um, we played around with a fully bulb. Yeah. Um, Emma couldn't reach my cervix. It was too posterior to place it. But I was like, go for it. Mm -hmm. I really gave it like an old college try. I tried to get that in there. Placing the fully in a non pregnant, undilated cervix. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, like, I was like, let's see. We were about to find out. It it turns out it's not. It's not possible to. Well, I'm getting closer to my cycle, so we could try again. Anyways, um, yeah, so it burned to pee for like 12 hours, but then it was all good. And we drew blood from Emma and then we had to throw it away because we couldn't get to the lab in time. That was something. Yeah. (laughs) Turns out I don't have the easiest veins. Yeah, it was the fourth poke. Oh, but you you got to experience a hand. Yeah, I don't recommend that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not a nice time. So that was my check-in. I, um paid it forward. And it was a good experience for me because how I was describing um, a urinary catheter to people was not what I experienced. You know, what I was telling them that they would experience was different than what I experienced. What I have always been saying, because it's what was always told to me, 
was, oh, you'll feel like a pinch in the beginning when it goes in and then like, you'll be fine. You won't yeah. feel anything else. That was not my experience. It did not notice like a pinchy feeling in the beginning, but it burned as it was going in. Um, yeah. And I, I've heard about, you know, uh, <laughs> that being, you know, skill that people are supposed to practice, like, at, you know, better birth and stuff. And I was like, I draw the line. <laughs> not doing that. I just went upstairs and grabbed my D-manus and pounded the D-manus and yeah. um, just prevented it. But yeah, it it was fine. And it's hard because you're like want to drink a bunch of water to like flush, yeah. but then you like don't want to have to pee again. <laughs> well, and I felt really bad because they set you up on the chucks and then you yeah. moved and then the chucks moved out of the way and then you peed all over your decorative pillow. I peed on my decorative pillow. That was a bummer. And the carpet. And yeah, I don't even and know you what got a C minus <laughs> <laughs> for cleanliness. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, good times, you know, never a dull moment. So that was fun. Oh, I know your check-in. Oh, good. I know what you did <laughs> about um, the, the birth <laughs> the birth fair art thing. That was pretty oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Plug your friends. Yeah. My friend Leah Tidings is an amazing artist. We can put her Instagram in the show notes. And um, she does. She uses a lot of different modalities. She does a lot of felting. She made this beautiful doll um, and where you can like pull out the placenta and it's like knitted and sewed and it was just like very cool. And so, and then she does um, painting and drawing and basically everything. So she did a art exhibit called Motherhood and um, I got to go and support her and talk about midwifery um and it was very cool it was it was really neat to be able to support women doing what they love and talking mm-hmm. about what we love and mm-hmm. it was a nice time yeah yeah and Emma told me about it an hour before so I didn't get to go because I already have plans mm-hmm. but it's gonna happen again guess what it's happening again mm-hmm. the first weekend of November so mm-hmm. oh nice you should come too you should come yes. too yeah everybody should come yeah, and I don't know what else I have to check in about. That's enough. You don't need more. Okay, good. Tap, dance, Tap, tap, tap. Shuffle, hop, step. Sparkle pose. Sparkle pose. <laughs> paint her toenails. Leah, um, my check in. Your check in. What's going on with me? <laughs> <laughs> Practically nothing. Weeks of very uneventful life. Um, Lifey. Uh, I had a great birth on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Really amazing. It was one of those births where I just really felt like I didn't need to be there, which is the best kind. Um, and me and I got to do that work together, which was really fun. Um, I'm so grateful that you're back. And just really was such a classic example of how little words are needed at birth and like how um, two things I think jumped out at me. One was like, there was, you know, and this mom, for whatever reason, she just didn't, you know, she didn't have questions. Like I didn't feel that presence, which, you know, isn't like, it was a bad thing if she did where it's like they look to you like is it time to push or is this mm-hmm. right or is this wrong so it just it just happens 
And it was like in my brain, if I started to go, oh, I wonder if this is happening, it would be like very clear it was mm-hmm. with the next surge. Mm-hmm. So, um, and she had a water birth and I was just noticing too, like something that I've started doing more that we, I think we, you and I both, Sophia, have noticed with the tub is like really waiting for women to, um, to ask for it and like not preempting it as like a okay we, we could fill the tub but you know and it, I don't know I just feel like women have a better sense of timing of like when it's appropriate to get into the tub like when it's a good tool and just so it was yeah it just felt like really perfect timing like not you know getting it ready so as soon as she wanted it it was ready mm-hmm. but not like being the person to recommend it mm-hmm. or bring or like bringing it up a lot mm-hmm. so but yeah, so that was just nice, nice birth. Was so the baby was born in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mom. You know, and this again is like kind of how we're rolling these days. I just looked in the baby's face, was looking in the water. I just remember I used to like do a mirror and a flashlight, and it was like this whole thing. And now it's like I don't even mm-hmm. know or look or mm-hmm. feel or whatever. You know, I yeah. just don't. It just feels really they're not there now. than they are. Like the idea of like being so hyper um observant and like need I don't know it's just something that I feel like I was so much more hands-on with water births and now I just it's like I just kind of wait for the noise mm-hmm. from the person like mm-hmm. that baby's head is out now well it's interesting because you said like you used to be more hands-on and what you were talking about was just having a mirror to look at a flashlight which some might yeah. say that that is a very hands-off thing you know because right. your hands are not on but right. it's still right. And I've done, you know, I've done like yeah. support, perineal support mm-hmm. or counter pressure or whatever. I've totally done that in the past. And there are people I feel like asked for it or where it was really mm-hmm. helpful, but mm-hmm. it's just not something I do automatically anymore. Mm-hmm. And it just really wasn't. Yeah, like following their lead. If someone's like, my butthole's mm-hmm. going to fall out. They might want some counter pressure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or if they're asking like, is the baby's heck? Can you yeah. see anything? Uh-huh. Well, you know, stuff uh-huh. like that. But she just, it just was she's very focused. She's just in her zone. So. So that was cool. And I hosted a beading night with some friends. So that was fun. I taught some beading and mm-hmm. that's all. Um, I think it would be fun to talk about water birth. Um, just because I can't remember which birth we were at, but I was mentioning to you ladies, I believe how I had read that the cooler, the water, the more vigorous, the baby, um, up to, oh my gosh, let me read. It was like, what would you say the lowest you would put a tub at, Nina? That's what I was thinking. And this was much cooler. I want to say it was even um, three, even like 93 degrees. Wow. Let me oh, see what like, I said. Or 92, 92. Like really below body And this is like it was, <laughs> it should be maintained <laughs> between 92 and hundred degrees, not to exceed 101. And that the cooler the temperature, the more vigorous the baby is when they're born. Um, yeah, and so I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah, if you're you want like 92 go, degree water, it's yeah. going be vigorous. You're gonna, <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it'd be interesting to look at. I know um, statistics from man, they ask about it. I know mm-hmm. um, our mobile midwife app you know, that we record and asks about water temperature. So I'd be curious if anybody listening has any of those stats. Um, I want to look into it too, you know, Mm -hmm. like 
do babies cool off too fast, you know, and like have issues or is it just totally fine? And Mm -hmm. we just have been told and assume that it wouldn't be if it's too cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there any like memorable or interesting water bursts that, you know, come to mind for either of you? I have one on the other spectrum of like too hot. Yeah. I would say that's probably something that comes up more. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think I care less about temperature now. Once I care less of the just, water, I just don't focus on it as much as I used mm-hmm. to, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you like used to be, focus on it? I just, I feel like I used to be more focused on if it was warm enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Like, need to put more and more water and right, I just right. found that She'll I mean there's you. a line yeah or yeah. just you feel you know you feel and you're like wow that's really cold and obviously mm-hmm. that's not great but I just haven't found that babies like get super cold mm-hmm. you know yeah. we don't do blankets so we just mm-hmm. use the thermometer to check and mm-hmm. see and babies tend to be okay but I've been noticing that a lot lately that moms have been very concerned about their babies being too cold Mm -hmm. and and when we check their temperature they're totally Mm -hmm. fine but I'm Mm -hmm. like this is like a new thing I'm noticing where everybody's like oh my baby needs a blanket they feel too cold and they're not actually Mm -hmm. you know body temperature too cold but it's like like, just the instant like maternal um reflex to be like okay parent Uh uh-huh do you, like, think, do you think it's that people more people are noticing or that you're putting you're doing blankets less and so it's I've never really there. done blankets as like me a primary mm-hmm. midwife um so I and I'm trying to think of the people because I was just about to say I wonder if it has to do with more people who would typically go to the hospital or having home births but I'm thinking of the moms who said it and that was not necessarily the case with these moms mm-hmm. either um yeah I don't yeah I don't know yeah. why but I just like I noticing enough where I'm like and again yeah. <laughs> and again why um yeah but I had two really hot tubs that I can think of one somebody had come to set the tub up because we had somebody call us in labor yeah that we had never met and so we were like rounding up supplies like who can bring a tub and so the woman who brought the tub was like setting it up and then you know she said her goodbyes and left and nobody was really on the tub and it was really hot and typically I would like check in with the tub but I didn't and she got like one toe in it was like that is scalding and I took the temperature was like 120 degrees (laughs) literally I was like oh my god I'm so sorry and so yeah, so she got out, obviously, we cooled it down, and she labored in it, I don't know for how long, I could check my notes, but it did end up popping the, like, the, tub the seam, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, so we were inflating it, because we were noticing how it, like, gets softer, we were inflating. and then eventually it was clear, this tub's not going to hold, so we bailed, and we were able to get her a second tub, but I assume it's because the water was so yeah. hot, yeah. you yeah. know, how Ah, But we got our second tub. She gave birth in it. It was great. Um, And then another mom, um, she, this was happening very fast, this birth, and we were filling the tub and it wasn't 120 degrees. She was able to get in, but it was definitely too warm. I can't remember how warm, but like 102, 103, something like that. And she was like, oh, it's too warm. And so we were in the process of cooling it down, but her baby was born and um, the baby was just like really groggy. She yeah. cried right away. She was fine, but she was just like 
Yeah, really sleepy and just, yeah, not really present. Um, and then after the placenta was born, um, the mom did end up, as she was getting out of the tub, passing out and mm -hmm. having a little mini seizure. And, um, and, you know, we got her out of the tub, but I think it all had to do with how hot the temperature was. It just kind of like depleted them both a little too much. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I would be really curious. The too hot is very clear to me what the, the downsides are. I'd be really interested to learn more about the too cold in air quotes mm -hmm. um, side of things. Yeah. What else about birth tubs? It's interesting. I know we have a lot of questions about like, when does the baby take their first breath? Because yeah. some people think it's, you know, expansion of the chest, you know, when the baby's born. Um, but babies coming from water to water don't necessarily, you know, take a breath underwater. Um, what have you guys been taught and how do you practice in terms of like when to bring the baby above water? Because I know a lot of people do different things. I find most moms want their baby yeah. mm -hmm. and they're just reaching down mm -hmm. and pulling up their baby. I mean, I'm not like, I know that there are midwives who are, it's like has to be instant and they bring baby out of the water okay. face down. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I was trained. But I, you know, I don't know. I've had clients who like requested that the baby not be brought up right away. Mm -hmm. Like, the, you know, and one time I feel like baby, when baby did come up and they, it was a long pushing phase. So I, I was ready for that baby to be a, attempted, <laughs> you know, um, I'm not a huge fan of having them swim around for a while, but if it's something that people want, I don't feel like it's out, out, you know, out of the question or something mm -hmm. for me, but I don't know. Yeah. My experience with that us. My instincts also is just in, in the water verse that it, and that it seems like it's a you know unless it's a really intentional thing that they want that time underwater it seems like it's almost immediate usually um you know and that takes some like maneuvering of positions and maybe it's like a she had to you know, change her position she was um, kind of on fours and then sat up and Pretty intuitive, it seems like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're not like up in there. You have a baby, it's in water, and you take it out of the water. It's usually. Mm -hmm. How about you? Have you been at first where people have a baby underwater for a while? No, no I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> we had one client who's, I won't mention, because whatever, but her baby was under the water for a while. She was had to kind of find the baby. <laughs> Talk about it later. <laughs> oh my god. I'm trying to remember. Because <laughs> we have to sign language to me. We just type it out. Hippa, type it out. Yeah. I need to know now. Now my brain's going crazy. I was at a birth was so cute. She was on hands and knees and like nobody. Ah, uh, yes. Nobody <laughs> caught the baby. And so the baby came like shooting out, like, and then like somehow like swam between her legs. It was like this baby's swimming. <laughs> It's like a little guppy, just like I'm shooting out and had like this little smile on his face and then like slam under the legs. And then she's like, oh, hi. And then right there, she's like, there's my baby. And we're like, wow, okay. 
That's really cute. Really cute. Please tell me you have that on film. I don't. No. Oh, it was on. very cute. Though. I was so like, cute. oh, this thing. Baby swimming. Okay, cute. Water babies. Yeah. 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 Messages. 90s iconic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really cute. Yeah. And it's not, I don't know. What were you going to say? <clears throat> we're all like, <laughs> I really want to say this, but I can't. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I think water, I just have a lot of water births. I mean, I would say most of my births are water births. Mm -hmm. Well, once you get in, it's really, you don't want to get out again, mm -hmm. which is partly the whole thing of maybe waiting for women to really decide, like, I want the tub now as opposed yeah. to like, yeah, you know, which I'm sure can go to that like savior thing, even as much as we fight it, where you're like, try the tub, you know, if someone seems like they're suffering and, but just really kind of like letting her decide when mm -hmm. she wants to get in because yeah, once you get in, nobody wants to get out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, usually just, just, yeah. <laughs> just let people know in uh, prenatally that it usually takes about an hour to like, like give us an hour heads up when you want to get in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And letting them know that you probably won't want to get out. So, yeah. you know, do you want to get in? You don't, might not want to get in too early because then you feel like waterlogged and wrinkly mm -hmm. and, you yeah. know, but nothing else quite cuts it. Yeah. We were just at a birth where they filled the tub like right away. They didn't, we weren't, there was no discussion about that. <laughs> and I showed up and the daughter was had all of her toys, including her kinetic sand yes. in the tub oh. and was like, just snaky and she flash out. And she's like, this is for me. And yeah. like, okay, are we gonna get that kinetic sand? sand we didn't, we no, did it. Say, we don't. just did it. But I was like, oh, oh you found the tub. <laughs> <laughs> She was loving it though. It was so cute. Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that's a birth that we already yeah, I don't talked about. Are we alone? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we had a birth where <laughs> we could talk about whatever we want. Um, we no. had a birth. <laughs> no, we can't. We had a birth um where so yes, kinetic sand in the water birth. We got there and their daughter was just like it is the middle of the night and we are having a party and like, we're having yeah. guests over yeah and it's nighttime like she was so like excited. this is so not my routine <laughs> what's going oh, on she, two yeah oh, baby yeah. Little. yeah so she was just naked they had a fire going it was really sweet the mom was laying on the couch on her back I was like are you comfortable she's like yeah I was like cool mm -hmm. this is early <laughs> but second time mom so you know and so um you know she's doing her thing and things kind of slowed down and she was like oh they seem to have slowed I was like well we just kind of interrupted your space too so I'm sure they'll you know pick up again she nursed her daughter and things really picked up fast and she was like oh you're doing a good job and she nursed her daughter to sleep which was really sweet they had their like last little moment of just them tucked her into bed and um and then things really picked up and so she got in the tub and then she labored there for a little while and she looked at Emma and I and she said you know um could we have some privacy and we're like of course and we went into the kitchen shut the little pocket door and her sisters and they're making cinnamon rolls and um and then we could just hear her like 
let loose emotionally, you yeah. know, and just like have her release. And it was like, oh, she just needed to be with just her guy, you know, and just like let it all out. Um, started pushing a little bit after that. We could hear through the door. <laughs> so we ended up, yeah, just charting everything based on what we could hear. Um, Emma was being silly, like, oh, it sounds like she's enhancing me. Sounds like handsome. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the door. It sounds like a double. What is it? You'll hear like, yeah. <laughs> it. You'll hear a series yeah. of moans. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that was an educated guess. Most, most women. We were just like, we couldn't do anything. So we're just like doing comedic bits for each other. And the sisters, like, these women are freaks. Like, they're just like being over the top. Yeah. yeah. But it was sweet because the dad was kind of walking the mom through everything. So we could hear. He's like, you're almost done. I could see the head coming. We're like, Rounding, we turned <laughs> like okay, the head's out, honey. You know, just a little bit longer. We're like, okay, head was born, <laughs> listening against the door, and then we're like, was the baby born? Was it no? Like we can't hear, and then all of a sudden we hear crying. We're like, okay, first cry, and then the sound of his feet, like, do, 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 do. and then he opens the door. He's like, we're ready for you. But he opened the door, and like I was leaning against the door, and we scared the crap out of each other. He's like, oh, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Was that enough privacy? Not listening at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, is the baby born? Oh, wow. So, but it was sweet. And she had a girl and then she had a boy. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what it was going to be. And it was just really beautiful. And she delivered the placenta by herself. And they did cord burning. Um, oh, again, you had that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the last time we recorded. I'd had one client do it, and then the next client did it. And so I have something to report. These two clients, um, their cords fell off at four days and three days. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about how maybe with the burning, it kind of helps dehydrate it faster, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, and so it comes off sooner. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm curious to see, you know, if you listening have have cord burning experiences and can report back if um, you feel like the cord comes off sooner. Um, yeah, it's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was very sweet. Um, yeah, and that was, uh, that we hadn't planned that we wouldn't be in the room, but she had come to us talking about free birth and that she would love to have like that experience, but she'd also love to have a midwife and, you know, so it wasn't like a plan that we weren't going to be in the room, but it made sense that we weren't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was, you know, fun as like a little exercise to like try and listen to a birth and wonder what's going on Mm -hmm. just by listening to the sounds, Mm -hmm. like, like imagining where, what station, where baby's at and like, Sounds like hands and knees. Yeah, there's a lot. There's so much that can be mm-hmm. listened to and mm-hmm. information gotten from that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we're excited, Nina, that you're going to be yeah, joining so us on the regular. And yeah. when we say on the regulars, whenever once we meet up, we regularly put out this podcast on a regular schedule. Everything is very organized. Fine. Whenever the four of our schedules line up. Mm-hmm. So um, the intention is weekly, but whatever. Happy new moon in Libra. Yeah, yeah. for all that was yesterday. to know what that means. They our <laughs> listeners know what that means. Okay. <laughs> Libras. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening as always. And we'll be back theoretically in a week. Mm-hmm.
Thanks everybody for listening. You can find us at Born Wild Podcast on Instagram. For inquiries or feedback, you can email us at bornwildpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me, Emma Ray, on Instagram at Emma Ray, R-E-A. Sophia at sophiabirth.com. And me, Leah, at Bay Area Home Birth. We would really appreciate it if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps us reach more people. And as always, stay stay wild. wild.